Let's get into the word this morning. We are finishing up, finally, our sermon series called Every Battle. We've been talking about worship and what the Bible says about worship. thought it was a perfect opportunity with the Radiant Life worship album that came out called Every Battle that we could talk about worship. Remember, life is a battle and your weapon is worship. We, we battle through our worship. We've talked about worship in the literal sense of a, of a battle. We've looked at um, how we can pour out our praise to Jesus. Two weeks ago, we talked about how, how we can worship Jesus in spirit and in truth. And today, I want to hone in on the concept of music. Music. Music has always been a crucial component of society and culture. We think about music through the decades, it changes, right? We can notice this is music from the 70s, this is music from the 80s and the 90s. And it also enhances environments. You know, we, we want to play some lively, energetic music when you're coming in and as you're going out, right, to kind of get us ready for service. About a month or so ago, we said, you know, we should put a speaker down in the kids' area because when they come in, we want them to be feeling the energy. We don't want them coming into kind of a quiet, dead area. We want it to be lively. And so, you know what else music enhances? Sports, TV, movies, right? Uh, think about sports. When you, guys, when you're sitting down on the couch, you're ready to watch something. I have a few sound bites for you. Can we play this first one? We got this first one, Adeline. What, what do you think about when you hear this first one? Right, okay, so what are you thinking? You're ready for March Madness, right? You're ready to watch some basketball. Okay, let, let's go to the second one. That's a little bit more old-fashioned, but NBA, right? NBA on TNT or NBC, whichever one of those ones. All right, let's the third one for sports. Iconic. Come on, Monday night football is coming, right? Doesn't it just get excited to watch some football? You know, in addition to sports sounds, think about, think about different TV shows you watch. And when the show starts, you've got a certain sound that gets you in the mood. What, what's some of the TV sounds we have? Throwing it back old school, right? Andy Griffith. It's got you in the feels and the memories. All right, this, this next one is actually my mom's, I think, favorite TV show, and so I watched it a lot growing up. This one might be harder to, to find out. Which one is this? MASH, right? I grew up watching a lot of MASH. All right, and then the third one. Let's, let's kick it back closer to the day. Maybe you know this one. You know The Office, right? All right, so those are some TV show ones. I know you want to listen to the rest of it and hear the... I almost added SpongeBob SquarePants, but I decided not to do that one. Someone might be upset, but and think about movies. You know, scores of movies, they heighten the intensity and the action or they deepen the drama. But right when you hear it, you're ready to see something. Let's, let's hear the next one. Come on, you ready for a lightsaber, spaceship, Star Wars, right? I thought that was timely with, I don't know if any of you are watching Book of Boba. All right, let's go to, I know we want to keep listening, but let's go to, to the next one. What does this make us feel? You ready for a spy, action, thriller, mission impossible? This is your mission, whether you choose to accept it. All right, let's go to a third one. Okay, James Bond, 007, right? Okay, one, one more and then we're done. What's the last one? Give this one a second. Ready? Indiana Jones, right? We're ready to go on an adventure together. You gotta love John Williams scores. 
All right, does that give you an idea of, of how those music, they, they set you back to a moment in time, right? And, and in music and worship, you know, worship, there's music throughout the Bible. Music and singing, they've been around since the beginning of time. In the book of Job, if you didn't know, Job is actually chronologically closer to the book of Genesis. But Job is talking to God, and God asks him, where were you when I created the world? And he says this in Job chapter 38, verses 6 and 7. He said, who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy? So since the beginning of time, before the creation of man, there was actually music before that. And right at the beginning of the creation of mankind, check this out. Look at the genealogy of Adam and Eve. In Genesis chapter 4, it says, Adam bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwelt in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. Imagine having Jabal and Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the lyre and pipe. So there was a musician from the very beginning of the Bible, very beginning of time. And not only has it lasted since the beginning, but music will continue on throughout eternity. Read Revelation. Revelation 5, 9 says, and they sang, this is end times, right? Genesis, Revelation. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. So from the beginning of time, to the end of time, music has always been part of the world. Music, it predates Beethoven. It'll be around a long time after BTS's reign, whoever is your popular music artist. But music was created with power by God to bless his people. The message this morning is entitled, What You're Listening To. What You're Listening To. Right? You might see somebody got their headphones in or AirPods in or whatever. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? We're going to look at the text this morning from 1 Samuel chapter 16. That's where we're going to be at today. If you've got your Bible, you can turn there. If not, don't worry. We'll have it on the screen for you. 1 Samuel chapter 16. The beginning of this chapter, we have Saul. He's the first king over Israel. But unfortunately, Saul has disobeyed God. And God has removed his anointing from Saul. And, and the Bible says it goes the far to say that God regretted making Saul king over Israel. And so then we see Samuel, that's God's prophet, he goes to the house of Jesse to find and anoint the next king. And we know that's David, right? Samuel anoints David in front of his whole family. And then Samuel leaves, and here's what happens next. We're going to read the last 10 verses of 1 Samuel 16. Starting in verse 14, it says this. Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a harmful spirit from the Lord tormented him. And Saul's servant said to him, Behold now, a harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the lyre. And when the harmful spirit from God is upon you, he will play it, and you will be well. One of the young men answered, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, a man of valor, a man of war, prudent in speech, and a man of good presence. And the Lord is with him. Therefore Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, Send me David your son, who is with the sheep. And Jesse took a donkey laden with bread and a skin of wine and a young goat and sent them by David his son to Saul. 
And David came to Saul, entered his service, and Saul loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found favor in my sight. And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the harmful spirit departed from him. Harmful spirit. Let, let me start there with what that means. There are different versions of the Bible say different things. It, it, it might say a harmful spirit. It might say an evil spirit. I like the New Living Translation. It's very descriptive. It says specifically a tormenting spirit filled with depression and fear. This is something very serious that Saul is dealing with. Something crippling his life. But let's take this one verse at a time, okay? Let's go back to the beginning. Verse 14. It says, Now the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a harmful spirit from the Lord tormented him. A harmful spirit from the Lord. Why, why would God send harm to someone? I, I want to I get to talking about music and the power of music, but I want to address two things very quickly first. This, this is a challenge that has always been relevant in our world. Why would God cause bad things to happen? Why would God allow bad things to happen? Because first of all, we know that God is good, right? Make no mistake, God cannot create nor initiate evil. However, he can allow evil agents to be sent for his purpose. And additionally, he can decide to withdraw his hand of protection and allow evil. And I think that's what happened here. Why? Because the first part says, what does the first part say? It says, the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. God left Saul because Saul had decided to disobey, and he had no remorse, he had no desire to obey God. And there, there are consequences to turning away from God. But also, I, I want this to actually encourage you. Because if you're desiring to worship God and obey God, that means his hand, his spirit is on you. His hand of protection is on you. So it means that the spirit of the Lord is on you. His protection is on you. Clap if you're thankful. You don't have to be anxious. Your God covers you. He guides you. If we obey God, if we seek God, he desires to put his hand on you. He, he has no desire to leave you. It's by, based on our choices. But Saul, he didn't want the covering of God. He wanted to be the God of his life. One other thing I want to point out to you is who notices that Saul is under a distressing spirit. Read verse 15 again. It says, And Saul's servant said to him, Behold now, a harmful spirit from God is tormenting you. The servants of Saul noticed this tormenting spirit, this harmful spirit. His servants noticed it, but Saul didn't see it. Oftentimes, our spiritual condition is far more apparent to those around us more so than ourselves. You and I, we, we have blind spots. The way that we see ourselves can be very different from the way that someone else might see us. And I encourage you, would you be willing to give people that love you and care about you, give them permission to speak into your life? When something is off or something needs course corrected in your life, there, there's not a perfect person here. Listen, you, you don't have to get, go to church to get the best word or the best worship, but you do need to go to church to be around people that love you and want to see you grow and mature in your faith. 
your spiritual health is more apparent to others than yourself. Are you with me so far this morning? Okay, two or three of you. We'll keep going then. I'm getting to my first point, I promise. Here we go. After Saul's servants acknowledge that Saul has a tormenting spirit, they give a solution. Read verse 16. It says, Let our Lord now command your servants who are before you to seek out a man who is skillful in playing the lyre. It's funny to me that the solution to the distress, the solution to Saul's distress was playing music. And my first point when talking about music, what you're listening to, the first point is that music affects your emotions. Music affects your emotions. God created music to have the power to alter your state of feeling. You have distress, music can change the feeling. It can change the feeling inside of you. It can change the feeling in the environment, the feeling of a room. If you're sad, it can, it can empathize with you. It can, it can make you feel that pity, but it can also lift you out of that state. And this is the most simple change, but music can tell you how you should feel about a situation. It can give you feelings of foreboding, foreshadowing. Let me, let me show you, let me give you an example. We've been talking about TV shows. I'm going to show you the beginning of the, of the show, old show, Different Strokes, okay? So let's watch the beginning of this, how it normally is. If you haven't seen it, check this out. Now the world don't move. Isn't that great? Now let's watch that again, but we're going to take off that music. We're going to put something else behind that music, okay? Let, let's watch that again and, and get a different feeling with this different music. Okay, so you get the, the point. The original version, make sure the things are going to be great. This is going to be fun to watch. I'm going to enjoy this. The second version, like, Willis, do, do not get in that car. Do, Arnold, do not go in the building. Something bad is about to happen, right? 
uh, and I don't watch scary movies, okay? I'll be honest with you, I'm not a fan of scary movies, especially if we're talking like something, you know, demonic or something like that. Like, that's too real, bro. I don't, I don't want to watch that. If it's Alien Invasion, maybe I'll watch that. But even something that has a, a feeling of thriller or intensity you don't know about, I don't know if you, but the music, the score, it's something the scariest thing is not what you see, but actually what you're hearing that causes anxiety. And Shanna, even more so than me, she does not want to watch anything. She's like, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. I'm like, what? I have to know what's going to happen. I have to hear, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down. I don't want to hear that, you know? She starts to get upset. Why? Because it can cause some anxiety. We were watching a TV show a few months ago. It wasn't a scary show, but the music in it was unsettling. It made you think something bad is going to eventually happen. And you might be thinking, okay, Matt, I get it. I get it. Music changes your emotions but why, what's your point? What does that matter? My point is if we know that music changes our emotions, why aren't we more careful with what we listen to? Because what you listen to will determine how you feel. So if you want to guard yourself, you want to guard your emotions, start by guarding your ears. Start by guarding your heart because music affects your mood and it affects your emotions. So my question would be, why, why do we want to listen to music that has to do with sex and drugs and suicide and language and then think, wow, well, why am I feeling this way? I mean, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but I think I might have an idea of why you're starting to have these feelings of, of lust and depression because what are you listening to? Music, it can be a tool and it can be a trap. It can be a tool that helps us draw closer to God, but it can also be a trap that catches us in confusion and mixes our emotion and actually closes us off from God. Now listen, certain situations may, may lead us to listen to certain things, right? When I'm, when I'm working out and exercising and running, I don't want to listen to, here I am to work. You know, it's not going to get my blood pumping, okay? On Valentine's Day, I'm not going to turn on as the deer, okay? It's just like, a, that's not the right mood I want to set. If it's an old worship song. If you don't know, it's fine. It's not a big deal. If, if I'm struggling with road rage, anybody else want to admit to that? If you struggle with road rage, maybe don't listen to rock and roll while you're driving. <laughs> maybe listen to a podcast or something a little bit more. I, I deal with impatient. I'm like, I just need to listen to a podcast and someone talking or a sermon instead of having music because then I get amped up and then I get frustrated when they don't know how to merge in a roundabout right? What we listen to affects how we feel. Do you get what I'm saying? What you listen to affects how you act. Music affects your emotion. All right, the second point. Right after the first point, read the rest of verse 16. After that, it says, and when the harmful spirit from God is upon you, he will play it and you will be well. He says he's going to play his music and you're going to be well. Music affects your emotions, but also, number two, music heals your mind. God created music to heal your mind. The Bible says that he will play and you will be well. The music that he plays will cause you to become healthy. Now, I want, I want us to be careful when we think about what, just, what any type of music can heal us, because multiple times in that passage, I see the word skillful used. It says, seek out a man who is skillful in playing. Provide for me a man who can play well. I have seen a son of Jesse who is skillful in playing. There's a level of excellence. It's why our worship team doesn't just like show up at 10 o'clock and wing it on a Sunday. You know, they have the list ahead of time. We expect them to prepare and practice during the week. Excellence. 
David played with skill. And he had been preparing to play well. He had to play well because Saul had a mind distressed. It was under weight. I would go so far to say in today's world that Saul would have been diagnosed with mental illness. And the prescription given to heal his mind was music. And there, there are many studies on the benefits of music. I mean, have you heard of music therapy? And, and I actually saw a, an article from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Their school of medicine and public health said this. Music therapy is an established form of therapy to help individuals address physical, emotional, cognitive, and social needs. Music helps reduce heart rate, lower blood pressure, and cortisol in the body. It eases anxiety and can help improve mood. It has healing properties. Musician Elton John said this. He said, music has healing power. It has the ability to take people out of themselves for a few hours. Now listen, these are people that, to my knowledge, don't have a relationship with Jesus. And yet they know what music can do. If they know what music can do in their hands, imagine how God can, you, can use music in the hands of a man or woman of God. What if the church understood the power of music? God's people need to know that they have a weapon and they have medicine at their disposal. Music has the power to heal your mind because there's freedom in music. It possesses rhythms of deliverance. And if you want healing and renewing in your mind, I encourage you, take a moment, pause, and listen to the music that he desires for you to, to listen in and to give you healing in your life. Let's look at the final point today. After Saul heard about David, he summoned him to come and play. And David found favor with Saul. And let's read the very last verse of the chapter again. Verse 23, it says, And whenever the harmful spirit from God was upon Saul, David took the lyre and played it with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the harmful spirit departed from him. When David picked up the lyre, if you didn't know, it's a, it's a little handheld harp. Okay, it's not a massive harp that he had to haul into the room. He would bring that in, and he would play it before the king. And it says when he played it, Saul was refreshed and well, and the harmful spirit left. The last point today, music refreshes your soul. God created music to refresh your soul. Have you ever left a time, whether a personal or corporate worship, and thought, wow, I just feel, I just feel better. I just feel happy. I feel like something's been lifted off of me. Music has the ability to refresh your soul. Martin Luther was quoted saying, my heart, which is so full to overflowing, has often been solaced and refreshed by music when sick and weary. You know, sometimes I might feel too sick, too weak to, to, to really do anything, but I know I can at least turn on music and allow that to wash over me and allow God to comfort me. Music is meant to refresh you. The Bible says that when he played, Saul was refreshed, he was made well, and the harmful spirit left him. We are refreshed 
in our soul. Music can have a way of driving away tormenting, harming, troubling, fear-inducing, depression-filled spirits from you. So if you need refresh, I encourage you, I ask you the question, what are you listening to? What have you been listening to? Because what you listen to will determine what fills your mind, what fills your soul. But you also have to be willing to allow music to affect you. Will you allow it access to your heart? Because I'll be honest with you, I've seen different levels of worship services. I've been in services with hundreds or thousands of people worshiping, and I've also been in a worship service with just five people. And there could be incredible power of music in a room of thousands when we come together and we respond to God. But listen, numbers does not necessarily correlate to a greater presence of God. I've sensed a a, a greater refreshing in my soul with a group of five people than with a group of a hundred people. I've seen bigger churches with impressive sound systems and quality musicians and singers, and, and the audience is just sitting there with no response. This isn't a production, right? Whatever the size of our church, can we choose to be a people that press in during worship? Can we choose to commit to valuing this time where there is ministry taking place in music? Don't don't skip the first 20 minutes of the service. The reason music starts our service is because God created music to affect our emotions and heal our mind and refresh our souls. The artist U2, Bono, is the lead of that and I don't know where exactly he is in his relationship with God, but I know he has a faith walk. And I saw an interview with him and a man named Eugene Peterson, I believe is his name. He wrote the message version of the Bible. They had a conversation about faith. And Bono says this. He said, music can change the world because it can change people. It has the ability to affect people. And we know people have the ability to change the world through God. God created music to have the power to change us. Worship team, if you could come join me as we close. It had the power to change King Saul, to heal him, to refresh him. And as we close today, I hope hope this has helped you understand the power of music and what you listen to. Music can help affect us. It can affect us in a positive way or it can affect us in a negative way. And so today, if you're struggling with something, some kind of weight, Maybe you felt a weight of sadness or depression or fear. Maybe there's something that's been keeping you up at night. Maybe there's something that is waking you up in the middle of the night. Maybe you have night terrors. I I don't know what you're dealing with, what you're struggling with. But we've been touching on the subject a couple times recently. I don't know if you noticed that. A few weeks ago, Pastor Dennis, he, he brought up about fear. We had an altar call about fear. Last week, Pastor Chris mentioned it as well. And and so I want to take a moment to really come against this. So we're going to pray for this. I want an opportunity to pray for you if you need that. But first, I want music to minister to you. I want to give the worship team an opportunity. They're going to sing a song that I asked called Peace. Maybe you've heard of it before. We used to play it in, in youth over the years. And it's my go-to song. Whenever I need peace in my life, I need healing in my mind, I go to this song. So I ask you to join me in worship, letting these words wash over you. 
You can sit, you can stand. I'm, I'm just going to kneel down here. Music has the power to change us. I encourage you, let these words wash over you if you're not familiar. God is peace in the storm. He's peace when, he, when we need him. So I'm going to pray, and then we're just going to take some moment to worship. At the end of the song, I'm going to come back up. If you need prayer, I invite you forward. Let's just take a moment. We have extra time here at the end of the service to go after God and call on the God of peace in this place. Let's pray together, church. God, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that you created music to have the power to change us, to bless us. And I pray right now for peace to take place in this place today. For anyone that's dealing with fear or depression, struggling with anxiety, I pray for your perfect peace to come over them this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. You can, again, you can stand, you can kneel. Let's just take a moment to posture ourselves to worship God.